I want to take a quick break from Germany for a moment, actually. Finally, I know. We're going to go to a country that actually haven't talked about that much. Can you guess what it is, Aaron? Turkey? Unfortunately not. Oh, God damn it. Is it European still? Yes. We're gonna, if we keep doing this, we're going to be blamed of West Eurocentric ideologies. I know. We're going we're gonna, to... All the students in our university are going to start shitting on us. <laughs> they already have. I've already been shit on for, like, Eurocentrism. Then I did post-statism, so I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, Marxism is also a European ideology. Oh, so shut really? the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up, man. No, it's we're going to the UK. The worst country in the world. No, I'm kidding. Uh, actually, or am Second I? Worse after the US. <laughs> or, uh, I don't know, Brunei. I'm never going to Brunei now. So, yes, we're going to the United Kingdom, baby. We're, we're going to bloody England. I know some of you are British, so you're gonna fucking cringe over this shit. We're going to land a bad teeth and the National Front. That is what we're gonna be talking today with the UK, just across the pond. Not not the pond, the uh, North Sea. So National Front was a right wing organization that came that initially had its links back to the Brit to the good old British Union of Fascists, um, which was led by Oswald Mosley, who was a famous fascist leader in Britain. But when got, he got to power, yeah. Yeah, but he got his ass kicked. Hell yeah. Eat shit. Um, and was founded by A.K. Chesterton. I'm not making that up. Chesterton. Chesterton. A.K. Chesterton, formerly part of the British Union of Fascists. Or the Boof. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you know, same old shit, same old, same old fascism, racism, and again, South Asian immigration to the UK, and pro-biological racism. Like, you already have racism in there. What Racism in there. Why do you have to have pro-biological racism? Well, are you going to have, like, technological racism? Like, oh, I'm no, you're, I'm going to be racist against you because you have Huawei or not, or you have Apple or something like that. I mean, people who own Huawei should be discriminated, but still. <laughs> you didn't hear me say that. <laughs> My microphone didn't record it. Uh, we'll see about that. So, and in, in throughout the 19th, Throughout, so they would be around throughout the 1960s and 70s doing racism, not really getting anywhere. Getting, actually, not doing too bad. They got like several thousand or so votes in the election, but not enough to get actually seats in the House of Commons. Uh, like, like even surprisingly, I think one time they even got like 200,000 nationwide. That's, that's a horrifying amount. Of yeah, stuff. no, it is. And, but... Uh, in 1983, the party's internal structure would change because the Strasserists would get in power. This faction, uh, known as the uh, Strasserists Official National uh, Fed National Front, they have all these like weird names. I'm just gonna call it Sonf. Sonf was led by uh, Nick Griffin, uh, not to be confused with Peter, Peter Griffin. Griffin yeah. Hey, Lewis, I'm a Strasserist. Uh, I'm gonna be doing Strasserism in the UK. <laughs> Lewis. First, and Joe Pierce. Joe Pierce and, like, Nick, I think it was, wait, hold on. I have the photos of these Muppets. Like, look at these absolute Muppets. So this is, what is this guy? Nick Griffin looks kind of like a shittier version of, uh... Peter Griffin. No, not even Peter Without Griffin. Not even Peter Griffin. He looks like, uh, who's that Supreme Court justice? 
the Kavanaugh. He looks like Brett Kavanaugh. Looks like a British Muppet version of Brett Kavanaugh. And uh, the other one, uh, Joseph Pierce, kind of looks just like you know a guy who is way in, who Literally looks like a, just looks like a guy. He's a fucking guy. Like just guy in the street. Just yeah. guy in the street. Guy in the street. You know he likes his beer uh, and he's also pretty fucking racist. This faction was led by these guys, and they secured control in 1963. Uh, uh, they kind of became powerful in 1963, but then they really consolidated it in, by suspending membership of their opponents, which led to a faction of the uh, of the the flag NF uh, thing. It's a weird name. It's called Flag. Flag. Welcome to the flag. Welcome to the flag. Here we like flags. Welcome to Vexiology. R slash Vexiology, but for racists. And so, but these guys weren't really concerned with electoral success. What we're concerned with was developing an activist elite consisting of largely working class urban youths that would become political soldiers. Uh, so kind of like their van, like kind of like a vanguard party almost, I guess. Um, and they were also influenced by the French far-right movement, Nouvelle Droit, or New Right, uh, which um, argued for long-term uh, strategies of cultural influence to achieve their goals. So kind of like Steve Bannon in the idea of, like, you know, like, using memes. This was, like, pre-internet pre, pre, like pre uh, internet era, and, but there was kind of, like, this idea of cultural stuff. And that's very relevant today in which, like, the right uh, does, like, cultural activism on the internet, and that influences people. It's like internet boards, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they also changed their parties. Not only did they, they change it uh, structural, uh, by goals and also structurally, they also had their own, they also influenced it ideologically, of course. So one of the issues that they supported was supporting a broad band of racialists of all colors. Vibes? So, but racialists. Racialists. Yes. Why not just call it racists? <laughs> because they because they have to make it something different. So basically, whether they're they're a, they're a black nationalist, an Arab nationalist, a Chinese nationalist, anybody that is racist to other people, they want to be like, we support you guys. It's kind of this whole like basically, it's this idea of like you know separate but equal. Like we're in this together, but we hate each other. We're doing this so we can be separate. <laughs> I mean, racist groups tend to be the most diverse in the world. <laughs> It's like it's like a it's like a it's like what's it called like a it's basically just like the anti anti social club. No, I mean yeah, for sure. No, it's the anti social club. Yeah, it's like the anti it's the uh, the racist uh, pan race pan racist uh, gov uh, like organization or whatever. And so they sought to end any. So they wanted to bring in anybody who sought to end multiracial society and capitalism, uh, and praised black nationalists such as. Uh, uh, the leader of the nation of the nation of Islam, which is basically kind of like a weird uh, cult, an offshoot of Islam that kind of that argues that white people were created by a an evil mad scientist known as Yakub, who has a giant brain. Didn't Malcolm X wasn't Malcolm X also a member? Yes, of that? yeah, he was, right? Yeah, he was, but then he left and he got got by them. Oh, wait, so you got killed by the Nation of Islam? Yes. Or was it more of a false flag operation done by the FBI? We, we, I don't know. I, I, could, I could be wrong on that. I, but, I mean, we'll never know. And also, uh, Marcus Garvey, who was actually a supporter of the Ku Klux Klan. So, on one side, we have the Nation of Islam. On the other side, we have the Ku Klux Klan. No, no, no. This guy was also black. Oh. 
Marcus Garvey was kind of this one of these like old. This Marcus Garvey was a uh, was a, a black nationalist in like the 1920s and supported kind of like this back to Africa thing or having an independent state in of like new Africa in the United States for blacks only. And was like Atlanta. Georgia. <laughs> but o- but no other people in nope, there. Nope, only Georgia. Only only uh, just just only black people in like the black belt there. Yeah. Literally it's called the black no, belt. No, I know it's called black belt. It's God. just a wild name. Yeah. And so and he, so he was like, yeah, we like we think and so basically he said that I like the I like the uh the the Ku Klux Klan cuz they're also they also hate us and we want to be and they want us out, and I agree with that. We want to be out too. I'm an excel- <laughs> I'm an accelerationist. That's why I support the racist. I want the end of capitalism by supporting capitalism. Um, and their public, and so they would also have, and so this racialist internationalism and this third wayism of between com- against capitalism and communism would also take on various other inspirations. Uh, such as Gaddafi. I mean, of course, if there's a if there's weird shit going on in the planet, then Gaddafi will be after it. So, not only did they uh write uh, pre gave pause wrote positive articles in their uh, journal uh, about Gaddafi and the Iranian government, in which they present they presented them as like a uh, part of a global third way anti capitalist and anti Marxist uh, movement. Um, they also took a lot of influence from uh, Gaddafi's book, The Green Book, which led them to uh, then promote the establishment of communal political structures with everything ranging from with with basically like a tiered system with starting at a city council level, area council level, count, ca- county council level, and then an, and a national people's council for each of the British nations. I think. I don't know if Ireland is included in that. No, British nation, probably not. I don't know. They're racist. And they're, they, they, I can't tell if they're like, yeah, we hate Irish people, but we want them in the UK. Or we hate Irish people and we want them out of the UK. I can't seem to figure it out. In this view of this kind of like more communalized future, mm-hmm. uh, they view that the British people would be uh, armed and trained in military tactics and allow for the establishment of local militias rather than an army. Almost kind of like libertarian, like right wing libertarians, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but it's they're also like incredible racist and probably totalitarian. So yeah. The, the, what the they're fuck? Oriented towards state than against it. Yeah, but it's who fucking knows? They probably would have a very different ideology if they got into power. Like power does that to you. I mean, you have all these power corrupts. Not even corrupts. It's just because these guys are already fucking corrupted. <laughs> And they were also against uh, a one-world government because, you know, that's Jewish. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> Aaron, sorry, guys. <laughs> um, the, furthermore, in the case of uh, what they, in what, how their economy will be run, uh, they, they viewed both communism and capitalism, of course, as twin evils to be overcome by revolutionary nationalism. And they... They actually did quite follow through with uh, the, the uh, Strasserist kind of like program in which they had distributism, in which they called for large businesses and industries to be redistributed into a tripartite system between small private business owners, worker co-ops, and in the cases of financial institutions and heavy industry, 
nationalized enterprises. If you take away the racist elements, all this like fucking weird shit, and you just had that like specific economic platform, that's actually pretty good. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it that's... It needs some improvement, but you know. I mean, that's kind of like my thing, my ideology in which like, you know, the economy would be, have a lot of like worker co-ops, but you would have some small Except private you know, much industry. more inclusive. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's the big thing that they miss. Um, and to and also for the deindustrialization part, in order to solve unemployment, the the party stated that it would uh, encourage urban urban to rural migration, with heavy mechanized agriculture being replaced by small labor intensive farms. So just like Pol Pot, like everyone's going out to the rice fields. Everybody, we're gonna make Kampuchea, I mean England, great again. <laughs> It's like, the more you delve into fascist theory, the more you realize how close the socialists are, like, damn. Not even, I mean, these guys, I mean, the, I mean, the, the other stra the other fascists would have been, like, fucking, like, Hitler and stuff like that. They were, like, full on with, like, hell yeah, free enterprise. Oh, you want free labor and slavery? We'll give it to you. We'll give you, uh, concentration camp, uh, uh, prisoners and, uh, you know migrant labor from and, and indentured labor from France and shit like that. Um however, the Strasser's official national feder uh, national federation would dissolve and I'm not sure why. I think it's because of lack of electoral success, but also because a lot of people in uh the national Fe national front were actually quite like not pleased with like this more internationalist turn. And so they, they dissolved, and this was either cause or led by Nick Griffin leaving and then going on to create the Third Way, the Third Way International. <laughs> third Way International. The Third Way International, I can't find too much information on it, but it also included a guy who was an, a far-right Italian former MEP, like Ricardo something, I forget. Giorgio Meloni. Actually, you know who he was, how this guy was preceded by? Who? Meloni's uh, who? dad? No. Uh, Mussolini's, Mussolini's granddaughter. Oh, she tried running for like mayor of Rome or something. Yeah, know? but Mussolini got Mussolini's granddaughter became an MEP, and then she was succeeded by this like, where the fuck did I write him? Where where did I write this guy? I can't seem to find him. But anyway, this Italian guy, and then they had like a f weird. It was this crazy thing where they had like they bought land in this like r remote Spanish town. And then made it like a chair, made it like a made a charity as like a front organization for them, <laughs> fucking wild. But anyway, so the National Front basically be, then became eclipsed by uh, the British National Party um, in the 1990s, as in kind of has become like irrelevant now. And thus, the National Front was lost, the abyss of obscurity, only to be brought back to light. Of the whole world through this podcast. And thank you for listening to this bonus episode. Have a good one.